0: Happy birthday, Trent. 26 years old, and uh, you know, birthdays are a time of celebration. And in a moment, we're going to be hearing from a few members of the church as they share their experiences of being part of the family and celebrate some of what God has done among us. When I look around this room today, and also those of you online as well, um, it seems hard to imagine that when this church began, there were just eight adults and two children committed. To the church. But every year, God has continued to bring more people to us, to become part of this extended family, and to find a home here. And it's been just such a joy to see people growing in their relationship with God, many people actually meeting God here for the first time, coming into a relationship with Him, and also to see the areas of ministry which have been birthed from here and the impact they've had on people in the church, but also far beyond it. Through Trent, People have been blessed all over this city, all over these islands, and indeed countries all over the world. We're so grateful that we can stand here today in celebration of what God has done over these last 26 years. There are some of you here today who were there on the very first day. You've been here for the whole 26 year run. Others of you, perhaps it's your first time ever today. And uh, many of you actually weren't even alive when this church began. Although what Trent looks like has changed really continually, you can imagine, over those years, God's goodness has not. His sustaining grace and also the vision that God gave us as to what this church was to be really has been consistent as well. In the first four meetings in the life of the church, we just basically said to a bunch of people who gathered, about 40 people in the Swans Hotel function room, we said, this is what we think God wants us to be and to do as a church, and uh, those recordings uh, are still around, in fact we've, we've shrunk them down, we've taken snippets for, it's a 45-minute little presentation, it's got snippets from the original recordings and also some more contemporary commentary from us, and uh, those are on the vision podcast link, trentv.org forward slash vision podcast. Um, I really would encourage you to listen to them. Maybe you haven't ever heard them, or maybe you have years ago, but it really is encouraging to see some of the things that were said then which have just come to fruition. The Lord has really breathed on that vision, and things have happened in the most amazing way, far beyond anything we had really imagined back then. As we just consider the church over these last 26 years, just want to reflect for a moment on what we mean by church. You know, for some people, church, that word refers to a building, often with a steeple, but that is a church or maybe a meeting that we might attend. So as we prepared to come here today, some of you probably said, we are going to church or some of you are watching church or experiencing church, joining us online. Or when we talk about church, we may think about the organisational aspect, the staff and the people, the teams that make everything happen. And of course, with a group this size, that does need some coordinating, it does need some administration. But in the early church, 2,000 years ago, they would be confused by the idea that church was a building, or that it was a meeting, or even that it was an organisation. That sentence, let's go to church, wouldn't have made an awful lot of sense to them because they understood themselves to be the church. And the metaphors used throughout the Bible, the New Testament, include things like a body, the bride of Christ, a shepherd's flock, a family into which we have been adopted. And what all these metaphors have in common is that they are not a place that you go but rather a people who belong to one another, who are joined together. A family is not something you go to, a family is something you are part of. God is our heavenly father, he's adopted us into his family just as parents might adopt a child. And so Christians are not just individuals who've decided they want to commit their life to following Jesus, they're actually brothers and sisters in this incredible family, united together in one family because we're part of the same uh, family of God. And likewise, a body isn't something we go to, it's something that we are part of. Our vision emphasis for the year is one body, one purpose, and it comes from a verse in Ephesians chapter four, verse 16, which reads this way. From him, from Jesus Christ, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. As we reflect on the church that God has been building these last 26 years, this verse is particularly pertinent. It highlights that the church isn't a building or an organization. Church isn't an event, it's not a service, but it is a body of people who, Paul, the writer of Ephesians, puts it, are joined and held together, supporting and loving one another, uh, people with deep connections, people who are growing in their own walk with God, they're building one another up to do the same, and who roll up their sleeves and, and get involved together as each one plays our part, doing the stuff of the kingdom, extending God's rule and reign and uh changing society. So, as we celebrate our 26th birthday and some of of what God has done through the church, we're celebrating what He's done in and through all of you, in and through all who have gone before. Some are now with the Lord, others are elsewhere in the nation or nations, and and also those who are yet to come. So we're now going to hear from Nana, Antonio, Alita, and Martin and Celia. As they share a little bit of their experience of being part of the extended family here
1: hi i'm nana and i've been at trent for five years now so i first came to trent in my first year of university i came with a friend and and i was at first, I was quite intimidated by how big Trent was. Um, my church at home is a lot smaller, so I had this really preconception that in a bigger church, it's quite easy to, to get lost in the weeds. That there'd be so many people that um, no one even noticed me. But um, I remember talking to people at integration, talking to some student team, and getting to know my small group leaders, and feeling like not just that they like wanted me to join the church or like wanted to get to know me, but they cared about my life and they also cared about me knowing about them and knowing what they did and about their lives that i felt so authentic and so real and so genuine that i didn't feel like i was just going to fall through the cracks it felt like this was somewhere to be known somewhere to be seen um, and that was really really cool
2: hi i'm celia and i'm martin and we've been at Trent for 22 years
3: so how did we come to join Trent? we need to go back to the early 80s so we felt strangely drawn John Wimber, the Vineyard Movement. I saw an advert in the, some of the computer press about this job in California, and I was offered the job. During the six months while we were waiting for a visa to come through, we realized that we'd actually be living only about 40 minutes from where John Wimber was based. So we absolutely knew that we needed to seek out that church It became clear that we needed to come back to the UK, which was a bit devastating. We then got a phone call from some American friends telling us that John and Debbie were setting up Trent. I now realised this was a word for us from the Lord, but ignored it. When that time came, as we'd already listened to all the vision tapes and got all the leaflets. We knew that we needed to leave where we were properly. Come, join, join a small group and start to serve on a team. So that was it. In June 2000,
4: we joined Trent. So hi, my name's Alita. I've been at Trent basically my whole life. The part Trent Youth has been life-changing for me. I think without it, I'd be a very different person. Um, It's definitely something that's helped me develop my journey through faith and develop myself as a person really. Um, Just like through friendships, through making leaders. I mean, once at this DTI, I had um, an experience where I just cried so much during worship and I had one friend just holding me, another friend just holding my hand. And it's just something you won't get with most places and it's just like a safe place really coming to Trent Youth. The leaders at Trent Youth are something special, they are like friends that you can get support from. They're always there for a laugh but they're also always there if you're ever going through anything you need any help with and it's just kind of very chill, Very, there's no pressure or anything, there's no judgement. Hi, my name's Antonio,
5: I've been part of Trent now for about two and a half, three months. Yeah, I crossed many boundaries when I was younger. Um, I started smoking, um, started to get in with the the wrong crowd, and things progressed. So what started off as fun and hedonism turned into serious addiction, um, which brought me to my knees, basically. I was looking for this perceived spirituality, um, something that the media put across as, as, as freedom, um, and I was just chaining myself to to, to nonsense, basically, um, to what I perceived spirituality was. Jostics, crazy music, taking the legs off my bed and calling it a futon. Yeah, I, di- I didn't have a clue. I just knew there was something missing and I had to fill it. So uh, my first real encounter with Jesus was um, with a teen challenge outreach. Um, and visiting there for the wrong reasons at first, for cups of tea on a cold night, uh, for food. But slowly they introduced me to um, a Bible that I'd known about since I was a child, but never really, um, really engaged with. And um, I was told something really simple, that God loved me. And that was just a changing point. That was a game changer in my life. I thought, how could God love me? I've been nothing but selfish all my life and um, I'd hurt people, um, told them lies. But I was told that that didn't faze God, He loved me. And that was it, the chains flew away. And um, yeah, it was just simply amazing.
1: Um, I really valued being part of the student YA community. Um, I remember in my second year of uni, I had a really hard time with just feeling so much pressure on myself and just really struggling with feeling like there was just just a lot on my shoulders and I just couldn't handle it. Um, And what I really valued about the student community and my student small group was was a space to not be okay, where I felt like I could honestly just be like, I'm falling apart. The end and not have to say I'm falling apart but everything is great the end. You know, I, had, I had the space to be able to say I'm not okay um, and that be enough and not necessarily just want to hear the good stuff not just want to hear the, the, the end of the testimony but actually want to be part of the the rest of the story and um, so that's something that I really valued during my time at university um, and when I was in my fourth year I led a small group, a student small group and I, I absolutely loved that but it was really difficult because also it was during the COVID year um, and I remember I was So I was leading with two guys. Um, So I was sort of in charge of the girls. Um, And I'd have times that was really overwhelming and really difficult, like I'd feel really anxious or just feel like it was all on my shoulders. Um, But what I really valued about the guys that I led with, was I could just tell them, I could just tell them that I was really struggling or that I was anxious. Um, And then we like worked around it. Like we are like, oh, then we need to figure out a way that makes us all feel comfortable, that we can all do this. And it was, it's had such a great support group with these guys that I actually felt like even if i wasn't okay even if i was too tired to do a small group i can completely rely on them and they can completely rely on me that we had that like foundation of this is how we're going to do small group we're going to do small group in a way that we don't have to run on empty um, which was really really awesome
2: when we first came we wanted to get involved in a small group so we looked to see what was close to us and we joined one near to home. What we didn't realize was it was a post-student group. So everybody was finding the first jobs and um, dating. And anyway, we sort of were double their age, but we decided to join it anyway. We really had fun there. Our kids, used to, our own kids who had just left home, they were calling it our surrogates. So it became family and that's that's been an ongoing sort of dialogue
5: so at home, How's yeah, your surrogates. Yeah, so uh, I was living in a Christian community in Bristol, and um, I took my eyes off God. I relied on my own strength and resources, and, um, and I fell back into the darkness again. Uh, but with loving Christians around me, encouraging me to step out into the light, we found out about the carpenter's arms, and I applied. And that's what brought me to Loughborough, to reconnect with God again. Since since being part of Trent, um, my rel- my relationship with, with God has, has strengthened. You know, he's showing up in so many different places. I act surprised, but I shouldn't be. He's the creator of the universe, but he's been so good. He's, um, yeah, he's been so good to me. Um, I don't deserve it, but he still loves me. Yeah, he loves trading.
4: Yeah, so um, I was asked um, a while back to share my testimony, like just a short five minute testimony. Um, I started speaking and I had it all written out and everything. And then all of a sudden, this word came into my head that I hadn't heard since um, RS in like year 11. Um, and it was omnibenevolent, which means God all loving. and. I found that a really powerful word when I was when I first learned it. Um, it was a word that fully described the love of God because I feel like love just wasn't a big enough word. All of a sudden, my phone went off and I couldn't see my um, speech that I'd already pre- like planned out. So I just rolled with it and, to be honest, couldn't really tell you what I said. All I know is I said the word omnibenevolent a lot of times. Um, and I sat down and. I was like, oh, mate, to my mate, and she was like, that was awful. Just went off the rails, didn't really speak, about what I wanted to speak, and she was like, no, 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 it was great, it was great. And when I was on the stage, there was this one girl um, that I noticed just sat there, and for some reason she kind of struck a chord with me, and I was like, didn't really know what really was of it. Um, but I sat back down, kind of forgot about it, and then worship started, and I got really thirsty, like, really really thirsty so I went over to go get a drink of water and in that moment I saw her again I was like hmm maybe I should probably go speak to her so I walked over and I started speaking to her and without going too much detail but like she started opening up to me she was basically just saying it's what she needed to hear at that time I haven't spoken to her since I don't think but I found out that she ended up giving her life to Jesus which was quite cool when I've heard that she was getting baptised I was in a bit of disbelief I couldn't believe that God had moved through me at that moment and I was like wow that's pretty cool (laughs) like little old me wouldn't have thought that but at the same time I was absolutely overjoyed because just hearing anyone getting baptised is incredible, it's like an incredible feeling and Knowing that I'd had this conversation with this girl and knowing what she told me and things, it was just—it was very special because I was not expecting it at all.
2: So we've been doing refreshments for years, ages and ages, and people often ask us, "Why? Is, why is still doing it?" Well, what we did find was right at the beginning, John Wright set the standard. We had tables mismatched tables but we had oil cloths that went over these tables that john had written notes on the back of so we knew exactly how to lever a fold the cloths on so that everything looked very smart and, uh, and I guess we've, we've tried to move that forward. So now in the refreshments cupboard, we've got a document. It's got pictures in it, it's laminated, and it tells people how to set up refreshments. So yeah, we've loved that attention to detail that there is a trend.
3: And doing refreshments, leading the refreshments, we can lead that together, which is what yeah. we want to do. And we complement each other. Yeah. Celia does all the people friendly stuff and I do all the admin and organisation and it works
2: doesn't it yeah keeps me on track and I love refreshments the other week just a couple of weeks ago I was trying to talk to somebody with Google Translate you know our our community here has expanded and grown and and not everybody does speak English and uh, it's great you know Google Translate
1: fine um so I'm quite naturally uh um like scientifically inclined mind so with like um gifts of the spirit i was always really um confused by that and i was a bit skeptical especially with healings i remember just never understanding humans in a huge way. I always just thought like, how is that even happening? Like that, like I, I didn't believe them. Just fully, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't believe them. Um, but um, recently, I felt like God was prompting me to to try that a bit more. And something that's massively encouraged just at church anyway. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a go. And I remember um, going to pray for this lady um, during ministry time, and she asked for a specific word. Like she was like, I'm I'm asking God for something very specific, um, and I want to know if he's what he's saying. So like, you know into that like I'm hoping you'll say that, which is the scariest thing ever. <laughs> um, so I remember like praying for her and almost praying for myself. And that remember being like, God help her, but also God help me. <laughs> um, and so I was praying and just like praying to see what God was saying, what if there was um, a word on my heart and if I if I got anything. Um, and she and so I I said what I felt like God was saying. Um, And then she looked at me and she said, that's word for word what he said to me this week. Um, And that genuinely, that just blessed my heart so, so much. And that's something that I got to see was that doing the stuff and um, doing like stepping out in God's gifts and stepping out in spiritual gifts. It doesn't just bless the other person. Praying for the people did not just bless the other person. It's almost a gift God's giving us to also bless us at the same time. Where in that moment I walked away I don't, know, I don't know if I'll say equally, but probably equally as less as this lady. I was just, just amazed at the power of God and knowing that to that he's working in other people. I don't fully understand this stuff. I don't fully understand spiritual gifts, but I don't need to in order to partake in them. I don't need to in order to, to see what God's doing, see that it's still amazing. Um, and I think that's something that like being at Trent and being encouraged to do that and step into that a bit more has allowed me to see that Yes, it doesn't completely make sense to me all the time, and that's kind of the beauty of it, that it is special, it is miraculous.
2: So one of the things that we've really enjoyed about Trent is that the, we say that we're naturally supernatural and that's what we've been looking for all our lives, really, that our Christian faith becomes natural and yet it's supernatural. So I, I remember a time when we were at the County Grand and we were on the refreshment team and I'd, I'd gone to get the big sharp knife to cut the melon up and uh, Debbie, was. we were all setting up, clearing up from the night before and, and Debbie said to me, how, how are you, Celia? And I said, oh, I'm all right. I've got a lot going on at work. And she said, well, let, let me pray for you just very, very naturally. But then as we started to pray and I was holding this big knife, she said, let me just take that knife off you. And she put it to one side and carried on praying. Just love that naturally supernatural emphasis that we have at Trent. Yeah, we've we've learned so much from Trent, so much from so many people. John and Debbie, we we love, um, and you know their their dedication to this church over so many years. Um, we've we've been really grateful. It's impacted our lives. Oh, I think might cry.
5: <laughs> um, I'm involved with the Steps Ahead program. Um, I volunteer here at the Archies on a Thursday. Um, I enjoy doing life in the city, um, bringing the gospel to the streets of Nottingham. It's a fantastic chance to spread the love. And I've also uh, applied for the job with the conferencing team, which um, I'm going to be working with now. So, um, yeah, fully involved and immersed in the community. Yeah, it's been a great privilege to see what the the Archie's Ministry does. giving people that
4: platform to create a new life for themselves. It, it's, it's such a privilege to be part of that. My faith has changed a lot since being part of Trent. Um, I came in year seven, a very like full on Christian girl, like Jesus my whole life and everything. And then kind of life kind of gets in the way a little bit. And you go to like secondary school in sixth form and stuff. and. Things happen, you meet people, and i slowly started drifting away. And But coming to Trent and making sure I stayed regularly, it was kind of one of those where I always knew I had a place. No matter what was going on, I knew if I came here, there'd be someone who was happy to see me, kind of thing, and that was very special. And when it came to faith in that, I think when I was going through some hard times, It was like, when no one else would care, I knew church cared and which then was like, oh, maybe maybe there's something to this kind of thing. Maybe there's something to this whole story. And like, eventually just got prayed for and prayed for and ended up completely just being like, you know what, actually, yeah, I am that, back to that year seven girl who's like full on Christian. But it always has your ups and downs. Like, there's never going to be a person who's never been like fully, yeah, Lord, all the time. But it's one of those where coming to Trent, it just makes you realise no one judges you, really. Like, no matter what you're going through, if you question your faith, they just want to be there to support you, which is a really cool feeling.
1: If I had to describe Trent Vineyard in one word or phrase, I would describe it as Holy Spirit-driven
2: like this absolute desire to see what the Holy Spirit is doing. It's really cool. If I had to um, describe Trent for in, in just one phrase or just a few words, I'd say a welcoming community.
3: And I'd say fantastic.
5: <laughs> so if I had to describe Trent in, in a phrase,
4: it would be bringing hope in a hopeless time. Trend in one word or phrase, I would just have to say family. Just family. Nothing else about it. I can't really say anything else about it. Yeah.
0: Thank you to Nana, Antonio, Alita and Martin and Celia for that. These are just a small handful of stories among the many, many stories represented here in this room. We could tell today stories of lives that have been blessed and have been changed for the better by the Lord, stories of wonderful things that he's done among us. And while we're celebrating Trent's first birthday, really this celebration is about a whole lot more than that. This is about God, the father of this family and every local expression of his family across the whole world, who out of his extravagant grace has brought us together. Without him, this would just be a building or a meeting or an organization. Uh, But with him, we are joined together as a body, as a family, where lives are being changed, where people in this city and beyond are being blessed, having their needs met and encountering his love, where he is glorified and where his kingdom is being extended. Everything we have as a church is for God, (coughs) <coughs> excuse me, and it's through God. So let me just read another verse from the same page. This is chapter three and verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever, Amen. I think it's fair to say that God has already done over these years immeasurably more than any of us really asked or imagined, and he continues to do so. And we're very grateful to the Lord and to every one of you who has contributed along the way. And as we look to the coming years, we are expectant for what God will do in and through this wonderful church. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. And the people said, Amen. Amen.